Hi, I'm Tom Zimmerman from EMDR's Third Weekend. This is an episode about a dip-your-toe-in approach to calm scene for clients with complex trauma. And this episode may be a little bit longer than it needs to be because what I'm simply suggesting is that when clients struggle with the calm scene resource, why not outsource it to a video? You can do almost everything that you might do in your standard script by simply outsourcing the visualization of this resource to a YouTube video. So the the reason we might do this, the mind might may be helpful um, to do this, is because this can now be a bridge resource. So client after client um, with complex trauma, uh, they get to phase two and they jump and they don't quite make it. They jump and they don't quite make it. And your inability or your difficulty resourcing them in phase two may result in them not being able to do reprocessing, which can play an incredibly important role in helping rescue the self from the past. So we should consider this possibility um, for, for resources like this. So bridge resources, what I'm kind of describing is bridge resources. They're just accommodations to standard resources that take into account the difficulties that clients will have with visualization, with being able to stay on focus, with really strong self-judgment related to the visualization and whatever emotional processes they're having. And it allows us to do a version of the resource that lets clients get to the other side of the resource rather than just repeatedly falling into the canyon of the resource. So the other dip your toe in um, resources that are that are available on the on the EMDR third weekend really do um, they really are strategies to build a bridge to get you from one side to the other. And then once a client can do that, we can start to um, after a little bit of time, typically we can start to do the resource in more standard ways, if that's appropriate. So what's important eventually in a resource? We don't want to, I want to go kind of back to what's very foundational here. What's important is in a resource is that the client has a shift in effective state, how they feel has shifted in a way that feels safe and tolerable to their parts. Okay. So, when clients struggle to visualize, which is a very, very common um, task for clients with complex trauma, uh, having a library of 17 billion videos immediately accessible to the client on their laptop, computers, tablets, smart, smartphones, is a portable resource that we probably should have been teaching for a while. So when it comes to calm scenes or calm processes, there's no inherent reason why that experience has to be imagined in order for it to be experienced. So we want to appreciate the difficulty of what we're asking clients with complex trauma to do when they try to imagine, for instance, a beach. Imagine the difficulty of conjuring water, right? A huge ocean and waves, sky, cloud, sands, building, breeze, the smell of the ocean, seagulls, etc. It can be a heavy lift 
um, as has been discovered by many therapists who try to develop imaginary calm scenes with clients with severe trauma. So again, as we circle around, um, what are the goals of the calm scene? And I think one of the main goals of the calm scene are to help the client develop a brake pedal that can be used in, re in reprocessing. And again, with clients with complex trauma, these resources aren't just for reprocessing, they're for life, they're for functioning between sessions to help manage and regulate whatever may come up. Another important goal is widening the window of tolerance. And in general, a client that has skills to manage distress may have the ability to tolerate some distress. So the client having options um, related to how to manage, how to better self-regulate, is, um, is an important skill. Another important goal um, of resourcing generally is to develop um, and support adaptive information, including agency, right? And again, adaptive dissociation. Um, calm scene exercises are, are inherently, uh, often inherently dissociative. And, the, and with, this is a, so important, they also let us purposefully disconnect from an activating process, right? So a lot of the purpose of these resources are when we notice that we're kind of been trauma activated here, they give us something to pivot to and ideally something that's more adaptive. So if those are our goals, let's think about what the, what the problem is for calm scenes, particularly calm scenes done in the, in the more traditional Shapiro way, or I would say even in the more traditional mindfulness way. So difficulties with calm scene can be a difficulty in imagination. Many of our clients' heads are running like jet engines, and it's simply difficult to do these tasks, do these imaginary tasks when their heads are focused on so many different other things. Um, slowing down can be very triggering. And when we do an imaginary scene, it's not just slowing down, but it's slowing down, focusing inward, and then not attending to what's happening in this therapy room, right? So it's a combination of slowing down and pivoting inward that can be very triggering. So also for some clients, positive affect, particularly positive affect in the presence of a therapist, um, can cause parts to respond pretty strongly with a counter-reaction. Another difficulty, um, and it's a classic problem, it's kind of one of the main problems with the calm scene resource when it's done in an imaginary way. And I'm going to have a whole podcast episode about how resources most commonly go bad. Um, but calm scene classically goes bad when abusers show up in the client's imagination. So um, these are pretty common problems um, in the calm scene and in a lot of ways outsourcing the calm scene to YouTube at least initially can help us with most of these. So if we outsource the, the exercise to a video it may let us do one version of this resource when the client has struggled to do it at all. So number one, this may let us actually get through this resource. It may let the client have a positive experience 
with some type of calm scene period. If we think about it, remember how I said the calm scene, the way we typically do it is pretty inherently dissociative. When you outsource the calm scene to a video, that is also pretty dissociative. However, the video that they're watching is playing in their present, right? So the client, what the client is tuning into is actually happening as in it is, it is being projected um, as a video in the present. So um, a kind of interesting little thing, about, interesting little quirk to this is that outsourcing the calm scene to a video um, may be a little bit less of a dissociative process and may allow the client to be more tuned in to what is also happening in this room in the sense that they can see the calm scene. They can also see that I'm right here in the room and I haven't moved out of my chair. So um, related to videos, clients that are accustomed to this type of distraction from rumination. For instance, many, many people that get caught up in, in trauma-related rumination um, are pretty used to turning on media as a, um, as a way that their nervous system has already flagged um, as a relatively safe way to disconnect from activating information. And this may be this may be more important than it, than it at first seems. So if the client is imagining, if the client is imagining this resource in this scene all by themselves, the therapist is blind to it. So if the therapist and if the client are watching the same video, it may provide an opportunity for both the client and the therapist to co-tune or co-attune right to the scene and explore in a kind of, um, you know, uh, attunement way, each other's responses to particular elements in the scene in a more concrete way than we can do otherwise. So if you're interested in trying this, and I've had really good luck with it, um, Let's think about some ways you might do it. And it is difficult to build a fixed script since how we interact with the video may depend at least in part on the type of content that they're viewing. But here are some suggestions for how you might kind of mentally sketch this out and mentally guide the client to doing this. Um, have a conversation with the client about things that they're interested in or fascinated by. And one of the modifications to that question is, is what were you interested in when you were younger, right? What were you interested in um, before life kind of ripped the rug out from under you? Um, so encourage the client to find a video that is interesting or calming or distracting or amusing um, between sessions, or you can do this with them in session. So common YouTube um, search terms might be um, aquarium relaxation. Okay, there's so many aquarium videos, um, whether they're big municipal aquariums or whether they're small residential aquariums or whether they're even, you know, computer-generated aquariums. Island beach waves. There are just so many beautiful, beautiful beaches, you know, eight-hour videos with, with the most lovely teal or aqua 
um, waves coming in over and over and over. Campfire Beach, kind of combine the beach with a fire. Beautiful, beautiful videos. Um, people that love animals, dog, happy, field, right? Those three words, beautiful dogs, golden retrievers jumping up and down in fields of hay. Um, you can have the client, if clients into cats, search for cats playing, right? Um, it is, if you're doing this, um, if you're doing the searching, it is good to kind of screen the, the video a little bit since we don't know what's in a lot of videos. Um, and we don't want anything to be inappropriate in it when the client is, when the client is playing. Related to managing ads, um, my clients, my clients are just used to advertisements being in YouTube videos, being a, just a fact of life. So after a few moments, very, very likely you'll be able to skip the ad. Click skip the ad when, once the ad has played. Um, clients are not often not nearly as sensitive about ads as we are. So it's not a big deal. After, um, after, so, so find the video, watch the video with the client. And, um, after, after a short amount of time, and that's going to be based on your intuition, right? Ask permission to pause the video and ask the client, what are you noticing in that video? Right? Um, you might, Play it again, you know, skip, get what they say, play a little more, pause, and again, ask what's resonating with you in that video. Okay. Pause, play it again. Um, what are you noticing in your body as this video has been playing? Right? So we can bring the body in. You can, you can um, take this as shallowly or as deeply as you would like. And of course, if the responses are adaptive for the things they're telling you, clients can add slow bilateral, right? While they're noticing the adaptive stuff. And after you say, notice that, or go with that, or stay with that. With clients with really complex trauma, I typically don't add the bilateral the first time we do this resource. Um, just to simplify the variables, I don't want to introduce something that may seem weird. Um, when we're first getting them, um, dipping their toes in. So um, that's also another tip just for um, when you're working with clients with that are really, really struggling with resourcing. When you're first starting and trying to do the resourcing and the tapping isn't working for them, they may even tell you that the tapping is a little bit distracting, get the resource down. Get the resource down. Let the client's nervous system see that this is something that's a good idea to do. You can always circle back around and, you know, add some slow bilateral to reinforce. Okay, good. Um, try this. Um, let me know how it goes. Again, I can't think of a single reason with the ubiquity of YouTube, with their access to YouTube all the time and in all the places, um, even right next to their bed, if they wake up in the middle of the night with, with a, you know, disturbing process going on. I can't think of a single reason why the calm scene has to be imagined. And with clients that are, that are just known to struggle with imagination, outsource, outsource, right? Clients have trouble with, clients have trouble with visualization. 
I'm hoping you will consider the possibility of how might we outsource that imagination to something more concrete. Give it a try. Let me know. Um, thank you for watching this, uh, this video. And thank you for all the good work that you're doing in the world.